This just in, everybody. Breaking news. On the day that we're recording this, so just a few days ago when you're hearing this, the Golden Globe nominations for 2021 have been released. And Brian, I'm going to need you to give me some air horn sounds here. They are a giant meme. They're incredible. Uh, this, this is this is going to be one of my favorite shows about nominations we're going to do maybe ever. So uh, hop hop in and get ready for a wild ride because boy, it was it was already a wild ride just reading through these Golden Globe nominees. You know what? If you want to get the full experience, go to Wikipedia, look up the 78 Golden Globe Awards, take a look through through all of those nominees. Boy, howdy, it is something special. And then come back to hear the rest of our episode about the Golden Globes. This is the only Golden Globes episode we're doing. It's going to be wild. Here's a... Oh. Here's a song from uh, one of the most prestigious movies of 2020. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm not even going to introduce it because you already know what it is. Here it is. Mr. Secretary, Mr. Burr, sir, did you hear the news about the Golden Globes? No. You know, Hamilton. Yeah. It was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Musical or Comedy. And all he had to do was release on Disney+. Plus. Two Virginians and an immigrant walk into a room diametrically opposed foes. They emerge with a Golden Globe, having open doors that were previously closed. Rose. The immigrant emerges with unprecedented financial power, a system he can shape however he wants. The Virginians emerge with the highest honor in Hollywood. And here's the pièce de résistance. No one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one really knows how the game is played. Pierre, have you seen Hamilton? I saw half of it. It is it is long. I will give you that. It's like, is it two and a half hours or is it like four hours? I can never remember, but boy, it sure is long. But you know what else? Hamilton is one of the greatest movies of 2020. It fully utilizes the medium of film to tell a story by recording a production of a stage musical and uh, nothing else. It is truly a work of art uh, and the way that it is enjoyed best on Disney Plus is perhaps the best way to enjoy cinema. Would you not agree, Pierre? Uh, yeah, sure, Jeff. <laughs> so uh... I'm talking about Hamilton because uh, Hamilton was nominated for two different things at the Golden Globes this year, which in my which, if I'm not mistaken, makes it maybe the only ever uh, the only ever thing to get Tony nominations and Golden Globe nominations for the same performance. Yeah. I don't know a, if that's a truly a groundbreaking movie and that it can, I guess, trans 
chance for mediums to win different awards. Yeah, and all of that without even, you know, doing anything that a movie would do. Just just a recording. I wonder, like, if I go to if I go to Broadway uh, next year and I pick up, I, I you know take my taking my camcorder and I decide to uh, to record, you know, whatever wins the Tony that year for best for best musical or for best stage production or whatever. Do you think I could win a Golden Globe for for my for my uh, bootleg? Oh, maybe. I mean, honestly, like. <laughs> Any type of so anything that's filmed is technically a movie, I guess. At this point, as, I, I as long guess as it's so. popular enough. I don't know. Maybe I'm being harsh on Hamilton, but like this year's Golden Globes now, I this year's Golden Globes nominations are wild. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's a it's an interesting year just due to the, you know, pandemic, obviously. So the 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 potential for for movies is like, I think was very squandered. Um, <clears throat> but even so, I, I guess, I think there are some interesting choices that kind of come out of left field, uh, some more than others for sure. But we'll, we'll see, I don't know how, I mean, the, I think the Golden Globes and the Oscars usually defer pretty, pretty uh, like greatly in terms of like what gets nominated, especially because you know, the Golden Globes has two. It doesn't really have a best motion picture. They divide it by genre. Yeah. Um, and that kind of gets weird, too, because a lot of the times, like, they have a musical or comedy best motion picture award, but then the ones that win are very rarely comedies or musicals. So it's basically anything that's not a drama. And um, which I think kind of leads to, to people not taking the Golden Globes as seriously, but... I still think it's it's kind of a precursor for sure towards the uh, Emmys and Oscars for who who are the front runners. It usually is somewhat like there's been some years where the Golden Globes and the Oscars are just like two entirely different things. But like I would say usually the Golden Globes, if something does well at the Golden Globes, it's not necessarily a guarantee that it'll do well at the Oscars. But like, you you can kind of start to expect that. Like, nineteen seventeen yeah. was the front runner for uh, for best picture at the Oscars last year, kind of because of the Golden Globes. Yeah, I like that's that's why like I never really saw personally that nineteen seventeen as a a front runner in terms of as a movie. But it does definitely sway a lot of the momentum uh, in a movie's favor, especially because I like I don't know when Oscar voting happens, but uh, I'm guessing the people that vote for the Oscars or the Academy definitely pay attention to the Golden Globes, and it uh, you know it can have an effect for sure. So mm -hmm. I think like it'll be interesting to see what kind of makes it and what doesn't, uh, depending on who wins in the future. But uh, yeah, so we have. Looking at the best uh, motion picture, musical or comedy, um, you want to list out the nominations? Yeah, and I will say that what I'm, what I'm most impressed by this, uh, this year is that all of these are musicals or comedies. That doesn't happen every year, as you, as you already yeah. mentioned. Technically, yeah, it's actually pretty impressive. So this year we had Borat's subsequent movie film, Hamilton. 
uh, music, Palm Springs, and The Prom, which um, I think there's, I think three of those are musicals. I don't 100% know about music because it's not out yet and no one can see it, but uh, I think it's a musical. Could it is be wrong. musical comedy with oh, Meryl okay. Streep and James Corden. Oh no, <laughs> that's starring. the prom. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about I'm music. Prom. The music. Oh, I had I had no idea. I had nothing. I know nothing about music. I've never heard of it. It's a very odd title. I'm like, not going to lie. It's uh, it's by Sia. She's very proud of it. Oh, and, that's the. Um, wasn't there a lot of controversy or something around it? Yeah, she. It's about an autistic girl, and I believe she cast someone who was not autistic, and that was mm. where the. There's more to that controversy, but that's where I remember it starting. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's pretty interesting, actually. I didn't. I knew Sia came out with a movie, but uh, I guess that's pretty big for her to get or for her to or work to get nominated. I don't. I don't think she directed it, right? But she was obviously. No, she did. She did direct. She did. It, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so, uh, wait, did you list them all already? Just checking. Uh, I did, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, what, what do you think of some of these, uh, <laughs> some of these movies? Uh, this is hilarious to me. This is the funniest column to me. Um, so <laughs> first off, why. I mean, the obvious, in my mind, there's two movies on this that are obvious, like, winners. Because Borat's subsequent movie film is just a good movie. And Palm Springs was like one of my favorites of last year. So as far as I'm concerned, if Palm Springs doesn't win it, I'm, I'm very shocked. Mm. Hamilton is hilarious to me because, so I, I feel like I gave Hamilton a hard time here at the beginning, but like, it is very good. It's also not really a movie. Like it's, it's a stage production and it is extremely good as a stage production. And the movie version of Hamilton with that we that we got that people got to see in 2020 is just the recording of the last um stage production by the original cast which is really cool that that happened but like to me it is so weird that it's even eligible for this for this award like people it won the it won best picture at the people's choice awards but like that makes sense that's the people's choice awards this like it's it's weird at the Golden Globes that it's eligible and qualifies as a movie. This is to me like Jesus Christ Superstar winning in 1996. I don't think it happened, but like, of course it didn't. It was just a recording of the stage show. So that is super weird to me. Yeah, it's, I, oh my God, this, this is kind of like the, it's, it's kind of, uh, hilarious because i think they're almost the the golden globes is almost like how is how is this not them being self-aware of how ridiculous uh their nomination process is in a lot of ways because i mean Mm -hmm. it's i'm totally i'm totally fine like with different mediums and different types of portraying a story uh come up right but i mean like it's not like it, it sounds so cringy but it's like it's not cinema because Cinema is so much like, uh, how do I say this? Ha- like Hamilton as a stage play, it is basically graded on a completely different scale in terms of what makes it a good stage play, right? And Whoa. I like obviously there's things like story, right, and and acting and stuff, but like, um, you know, when you're when you're involving film, there's things like 
there's things like uh like directing like uh i guess there's well there's directors and stage plays right there's directors i would say that like cinematography doesn't really play into a stage play at all mm -hmm. well yeah especially not in this like yeah. maybe if they like filmed it in a way that was cinematic then maybe and they like yeah. tried some new things but this is literally just the stage play so like i i love that they put hamilton like disney plus got hamilton on screens and stuff because i think it's a great way for um people to be able to access uh this amazing stage play right is it necessarily a should it be classified as the best motion picture of the year i think that's pretty insulting to like movie makers in general i honestly kind of agree because like i guess it's weird that it's eligible it's almost insulting that it got nominated because it is a movie you know as it's it's the stage play and it does some great things and some cool things with the medium of the stage and like as a musical what it doesn't do is literally anything interesting with the medium of film so like all of these other movies that you know not exactly everything that's nominated here is groundbreaking but also every other movie here has to be a movie it couldn't be anything else at least in the in the form that it is right yeah. so like you're putting it, it's just not the same thing and so calling it the best motion picture if motion picture is like cinema is sort of like we don't care about any of we don't actually care about anything relating to cinema we just want to watch a movie that we enjoy which yeah. i mean i guess that's fine but that seems weird in an awards show right mm -hmm. yeah especially because hamilton doesn't need the extra praise it's already been praised as one of the greatest like broadway shows of all time right from what you I know this, tell. Pierre, because like I don't know if you've been alive for the last five years, but <laughs> Hamilton is the greatest thing that's ever happened, and no one in the last five years will ever let you forget it. Yeah, there you go. Like, so I mean, like this is almost kind of like Golden Globes latching on to Hamilton's popularity and being like, "Oh, look, uh, we also like Hamilton. We're like one of the people." So it's a little. A little uh i guess embarrassing <laughs> um but you know honestly i see hamilton as the front runner too if i'm going to be completely honest just because like it feels like the most uh awards um awards attracting movie in all of these right yeah so, i mean well like these are the hype train awards anyway like here brian give me a give me a train whistle i'm gonna make our editor do yeah. a lot of extra work today <laughs> These are the hype train awards anyway, so, you know, get on board, choo-choo. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, at this point, I, I can definitely see it winning just, just from that. Uh, these other awards, I don't really mind. I think Borat's a little, like, I guess, I guess it really captured a lot of the political happenings that were going on, so it's, it's, a, it's a solid nomination. I think if it wins, I'll be a little, like, eh, because, like, I don't see it as a movie that's going to be withstanding the test of time in any way. And I don't think it did anything necessarily new or innovative. So, mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of the same thing with Palm Strings. I think Palm Strings is a great movie. Uh, and honestly, I, I would, I would hope that wins just because, 
it's, it's probably the best one I've seen out of the three I've seen, right? In terms of out movies, of, sorry. So I've seen everything but music in this, co- in, in this category right here. And yeah. I would say, honestly, of everything nominated, the best musical or comedy is Promising Young Woman. But it's not nominated for musical or comedy. So uh, <laughs> everything else, like e- everything else here is, I would say Palm Springs is the best. It's mm. not groundbreaking in any way, but like... It's a solid movie. It's, it's just say. a solid movie. Yeah. Man, I guess it's kind of cool to see uh, Andy Samberg and... Oh, God. Well, who's the actress? I love the actress, but I can't remember her name. Uh, Chris... Tina Malati? I don't yeah, remember if that's yeah, her last like name. Like or her first name. Uh, I think they were both great in it too. So I think that'll be cool. Um, but like, I'm not necessarily like cheering. I don't really care about this category anymore, honestly. But, you know, if, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Palm Springs. Uh, you haven't seen The Prom, right? I really don't want to. <laughs> so that's fair. I might I actually... have to, but we'll see. I actually really enjoyed The Prom. It's just like a nice musical. I'm sure the stage version would be way better. So if Disney Plus wants to release a uh, Golden Globes eligible recording of The Prom, I'd very much like to see it. Uh, Anyway, the Netflix Netflix movie, uh, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think it's... Ultimately, it's not anything special, but it's really fun. Like I watched it on on my birthday. I ate some cake. I had a great time. It was just fun. Uh, what it doesn't deserve at all is James Corden as best performance in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, because, I mean, this is probably the only time I've seen James Corden do something that I would call acting, but, uh, he didn't do it very well. I mean, he did it competently. James Corden, you know what? If James Corden is listening to this, you are a better actor than I will ever be. (laughs) <laughs> but that's not my job. So, like, I'm sorry. Well, he's definitely he's certain... not on the same level as Lin Manuel Miranda in Hamilton. Who was nominated, right? Was he? Yep. Yeah, that's that's a little. Again, well, I mean, I, I we already went through it, but yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. Um, who else do we have here? Sasha Baron Cohen. Patel. We saw this movie, right? Yeah, the personal history of David Copperfield. Yeah. We talked about it. I think that's like yeah, we did. Yeah, fourth episode of this season. I don't even remember. But... Um, it was a. I think it was a cute movie. I don't necessarily think Dev Patel was like doing anything really special. He was just kind of being Dev Patel, which is in a lot of ways good enough, honestly. So yeah, I think uh, out of out of best actor in a musical or comedy, I'd have to say probably Sasha Baron Cohen. Um. Even of the ones nominated there, if we take out the trial of the Chicago Seven, don't even consider it because that's in a different category. Mm-hmm. I still think it's Sasha Baron Cohen for me. Um, for me personally, I think I'd probably pick Andy Samberg. Uh, okay. Just because I, I actually really loved his performance. And I don't usually like him as an actor. I actually like, have a really hard time watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I think he's really good as like a side character. But uh, when you put him as a main character, it gets a little iffy. Um, cause I think he has a very, he has a very large persona, right? And I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little screen, too screen grabbing and to the, to the, uh, and it sometimes, I guess, hurts the other actors in terms of getting screen presence. Um, mm-hmm. but 
I will say I loved him in that because I think he was he added a lot of darkness to his usual kind of persona, right? Um, and yeah. I actually think that balanced out really, really well. And I think it worked really well for the movie because the movie itself is kind of a comedy wrapped in layers. Or it's like a comedy on the outside with like lots of layers of darkness in the middle. And I think, I really think he was able to bring that out in terms of his acting performance as well. And it, it just, I think it worked perfectly with the movie. Um, and I don't know if, like, I'm, I'm sure like there's, an, I, I feel like there's another, there's other comedy actors that could have worked in this role. But also, I think the move, a lot of what made this movie work were uh, his performance and uh, Christina's performance. Was- because I don't want to, I don't want to keep saying it wrong. It is uh, her name is Kristen Milioti. Kristen Milioti. Uh, yeah, her performance as well. I think really helped carry the movie along. So um, yeah, I think yeah, if we were surprisingly, I'd say Andy Samberg. If we're just looking at the script, anyone could have played those roles. But the movie doesn't work without Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. And I guess yeah. J.K. Simmons, but he's not on this list anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I don't really mind because it was no, like it's fine. He was a very <laughs> small role. Yeah, he was a yeah. very small role, and like J.K. Simmons has done way better roles in other things. This was a very good small J.K. Simmons cameo, basically. Yeah. Um. And then best actress, musical or comedy. Um. We have. I. I think this. This is a hundred percent. I mean, okay. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> actually, I haven't seen these other movies, so actually, my opinion means dog shit in this, right? But I will be so happy if Maria Bakalova wins for Borat. Oh, absolutely. Um, definitely 100% one of the best uh, acting performances I've seen um, in a really long time. And a legit, like, I don't think the movie or, uh, would have worked without, without, because she actually carried the movie, in my opinion. I think Borat, yeah. we've seen the character before. I don't necessarily think Sasha Baron Cohen brought anything new to it. And in fact, like I think him bringing that character back in the same co- exact capacity actually kind of hurt the, hurt the movie in some ways, but she was such a breath of fresh air and uh, brought something really new to the character. And I think it's uh, like in, in many ways, she actually outperformed Sasha Baron Cohen. So hundred percent, I really hope she wins it, but Again, it means nothing. I really need to see these other movies to check these because there's like these other actresses are amazing as well, um, and I don't want to do them dirty. But I guess just saying they weren't as good. So yeah, yeah. On this on this list, I have seen one more movie than you have because I've also seen Emma and Anya Taylor Joy was very good in it. So mm-hmm. I'm saying this from the perspective of having seen two out of these five movies. So it's still not a much better opinion. Mm-hmm. It's Maria. It's got to be Maria Bakalova. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, so, like, we'll look, so you want to take a look at uh, best motion picture? For real drama? quick. Oh, sorry. I, I was just thinking, like, let's. We're we're already in. We're we're basically done with musical and comedy. You want to wrap up and just say who do you who do you think should win musical and comedy? Let's let's oh. put our let's put this stuff down real quick. Cliff notes. Uh, did I not say who? Oh, you did, but like oh, I'm saying, let's let's sum it up. Let's... Oh, I see. So yeah, music, best picture, musical, con- best motion picture. I'd say Palm Springs, best actor, Andy Samberg, 
Uh, Best Actress, Maria's... uh, God, I need to find her name again. Maria Bakalova. Bakalova. Yeah. I'm going to say... So you said... uh, uh, Palm Springs. I'm writing these down. Palm Springs, Andy Samberg, Maria Bakalova. All right. Until I watch the rest of the movies. I'm going to go... Hamilton, baby! And then I'm gonna say uh, it's gonna it's gotta be Lin Manuel for Hamilton, <laughs> and I'm gonna go with let's let's hit him up with Kate Hudson. I'm gonna say Kate Hudson for music. Is Actually, this like no. Your I'm gonna legit picks for who should I'm, win, I'm, or like I'm gonna take that back, Maria. I I can't even pretend not to be. <laughs> Okay. For Maria Bakalova, <laughs> if you, uh, I guess, like, I mean, I totally agree with your first two picks, and that I think those are the likely winners, like, actually, which is, you know, weird, but you're, you're probably gonna get more right than me if you write those down for sure. So, like, I mean, the, I, I guess, like, before I, before people think I'm taking this more seriously than I am, because I clearly am not, anyway. Like, I don't actually tend to take the Golden Globes very seriously at all. But mm. this year, like, look, I, I will talk about these seriously. I'm not, like, joshing with you ever, all the time here. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, also, I'm looking at these, this list, and I think this is just too hilarious. So I'm making, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm making my, my predictions list, and that's what I, I, I am putting it as for this one. Like, this isn't who I want to win. This is who I'm predicting to win. But it's also like a huge meme list, also. Yeah, for sure. I I kind of agree because I mean, like, it's just it's kind of hard to take these a hundred percent seriously. I feel you. Speaking uh, of a hundred percent seriously, let's talk about best motion picture drama. Yeah, I okay. So we have five. The five nominations are The Father, which I have not seen, Mank, which we talked about I think last month, Nomad Land, who. At which I have not seen, but I'm very excited to see as I have seen Chloe Zhao's other two movies. And I think she has a very interesting style for sure and has a lot of promise. Um, Promising Young Woman, <laughs> uh, which I have not seen. And The Trial of the Chicago 7, which we talked about, I guess, like three months ago. About. So I have seen, yeah, I also have not yet seen The Father or Nomadland. If I was predicting who's going to win, I really think the no- that Nomadland has this in the bag. Like, I think <laughs> it's... I, Nomadland is a clear frontrunner kind of everywhere, and, like, it's, it's got a lot of momentum coming into this, too. I think it really can just take it. For sure, yeah. I think uh, with, with Fran- uh, Frances McDormand, right, who's the yeah. lead actress in this, um, with her base, she, and she's also the producer... Um, and then Chloe Zhao, who's 100% a rising talent. The Rider, which was her last movie, got a ton of recognition from a lot of people, I think. Uh, and like, I, it got some big awards. And I think, I think one of the biggest actually pushes was that uh, President uh, Obama put it in his recommended list as one of the best movies from 2018 as well. Oh. So it's, uh, and it's, it's, so it's really cool. And then from that, she got, work with Marvel and she and she filmed this right before uh so I mean like I there's there's a lot going here uh I 100% think 
Chloe, Chloe Zhao will uh, at least should from the movies I've seen. I've seen Mank and Trial of the Chicago Seven. I think okay, I think Mank was bad. <laughs> I think Trial of the Chicago Seven was all right. I haven't seen Nomadland, but from what I can tell from her as a director, uh, I definitely think it'll be the winner. And with all the hype around it, for real, yeah. I so with you there. To continue talking about this though. With the exception of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is listed here, but like is not nominated for a motion picture, oh, no, for best motion picture, the mm-hmm. best movie that I, of the ones that I've seen in like on this list is Promising Young Woman. So Promising Young Woman, as far as I'm concerned, is what I would pick to win this. I said really? that it's a so like. When I said earlier that it's a musical or comedy, it really isn't, but it's the kind of like almost lighthearted drama that uh, usually gets nominated for musical or comedy. It's like, remember when The Martian won musical or comedy? It's not really a comedy because it's really more of a drama, but like it also isn't about a guy being depressed for a hundred years or something. So like it, it counts as a comedy, right? Yeah. Promising Young Woman is the kind of thing in tone that would normally count as musical or comedy for the Golden Globes. It is a uh, thriller. It's a revenge. It's a rape revenge thriller. And it is extremely good. Uh, It's very hard to talk about without giving stuff away, but it's about a um, it's about a woman who like she goes out to bars to like pretend to be really, really, really drunk and pick up people and get picked up by guys with not so great intentions and then like screws with them. And it's Mm. all because of some stuff that had happened in her past, which I don't really want to give, like I can't really talk about because the whole, like finding out why the heck she's doing what she's doing is like the whole movie. So, but it is, it is very, very good. And like, that one for that one would be my pick based on what I have seen here. I think I'm going to put it as my prediction for this, for this part category, even though like the safe bet is probably Nomadland. Yeah. Okay. I, I really want to see that now, actually. Thank you for that. Um, um, what else do we but, have? Best actor. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say best performance in a motion picture. This is a stacked category. Both of these. Uh, sure. I, <laughs> you're gonna have to take the lead here, man, because I uh, the only one I've seen is Gary Oldman and Mank, and I didn't even really like that. So okay, so we got Gary you know. Oldman in in Mank. He's fine on the list of best on the list of best Gary Oldman performances. Well, that list does exist. It does not include Mank, but it exists. It's a good <laughs> list. Uh, we got Chadwick Boseman, who is like. Honestly, Chadwick Boseman, this is one, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is one of Chadwick Boseman's finest performances. I don't want to say it's his best ever. Like, I don't think it is, but it is one of his best for sure. And so, like, I mean, it sucks so bad that it's a posthumous nomination. Like, I wish, I think Chadwick Boseman is at his peak right now, basically. And, well, based on the movies that are coming out right now, I mean, and like it sucks that we'll never get to see more of that. But I would be I would I would be very happy if Chadwick Boseman took this. The problem is though, 
that Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal is like one of my favorite performances of this year. Uh, it's a, So it's about a metal drummer. It's a movie about a metal drummer who's going deaf and it is harrowing. I don't know if you've ever struggled with any kind of hearing loss, temporary or otherwise, but it is uh, some of the worst shit you can go through is as a hearing person. And like, I mean, I only know about it temporarily like it's not even real for me, for me, it's not even real hearing loss. This is about a guy going deaf and like it's done very, very well. Um, so, but at the same time, like as he goes deaf, he learns like he has to like learn about the deaf community and they are the, and like it portrays the deaf community as, as people, which like there's not many movies that portray the deaf community as monsters exactly, but it's just like, it's not, you know, as someone who is, as someone who can hear, I can't even imagine going deaf. And like, to me, I, th I see deaf people, well, I, you know, see that deaf people exist and I go, well, wouldn't they like to hear? And the answer is not necessarily. There's an entire community <laughs> of deaf people, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, Sound of Metal is a great movie. Riz Ahmed in it is incredible. He's I had him I have him as my top pick for the Independent Spirit Awards this year. And uh, the Independent Spirit Awards has a is even more stacked in this category. I have heard that everything I just said about Riz Ahmed or not Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom just as easily applies to Anthony Hopkins in The Father. I've heard that that movie is incredible and I want and I really want to see it. But like. It's not out yet, so I, unfortunately I can't see it. But it is apparently an incredible movie, and Anthony Hopkins is apparently fantastic in it. Unfortunately, I know nothing about the Mauritanian, so I can't even comment on Tahar Tahar Rahim. But anyway, actor stacked category. Yeah, it uh, seems like it. I wish I could say more. Um, and then actress, I. Also, have not seen anything. I've seen literally none of these. So, again, I don't have much. Just Carrie Mulligan. That sounds familiar, actually. Carrie. But... So, I would say in actress. Unfortunately, I also have not seen much. Between Carrie Mulligan and Viola Davis, I'm torn. Like they weren't. I don't think either of them was necessarily the best part of their own movie. Uh, Carrie Mulligan was the best actress in her own movie, but like the real star of Promising Young Woman is the screenplay and the directing. Carrie Mulligan is great. I would have to say for actress, I would go Viola Davis. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen more from. So I'm to me, it's between those two because those are the only ones I've seen. Unfortunately, I haven't seen these other ones because well, the United States versus Billie Holiday isn't out yet. Yeah, it's it's kind of. <laughs> Some of these cases, it's kind of hard to get excited for the nominations just because we don't haven't seen any of the movies. Uh, I, I'm actually really excited to see Frances McDormand's performance in Nomadland, though. I think she's. I've heard it's good. Actress. And it seems like this movie is a like very much a passion project for her. So yeah, I think I think it'll be awesome to see her back. I haven't seen her in a movie. I don't know if she acts that much anymore, but I've, uh, I haven't seen her since Three Billboards. Uh, in what was the what was it called three billboards in missouri or something like that three billboards outside ebbing missouri yeah okay uh but yeah that was an amazing movie and she was amazing in it so uh 
I can't wait to see that performance. But yeah. Um, And then I don't know, kind of, is there anything that you wanted to touch on about just the awards in general or any other specific categories? Well, first, I want to hear your predictions for for uh, best motion picture drama. We've all we've already said them, but let's oh. sum them up. Let's put this oh, prediction sorry. with the I will. Um, I can't. Yeah, I can't really speak for the actor and actress, honestly. If you, I can throw out a, a guess if you want, but for drama, I will say I'm gonna. My prediction is Nomadland, hundred percent. I'm gonna write these down so we can compare notes when this actually happens. If this means anything, I'm gonna guess best actor is gonna be Chadwick Boseman. For sure, um, just for the, I, I see it as more as a, a legacy award at this point. Um, even though I've heard his performance is amazing, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and for Best Actress, I'm gonna guess Frances McDormand's gonna win that one in the end. But so, again, I, I have to see these movies. I don't think my predictions are necessarily accurate in any way. Well, reflects uh, their performances. We will uh, put up a blog post or something right before the Golden Globes go up with final, with final predictions or something. If you, sure, don't yeah. hear about, if you don't hear about how to, how to access that blog post, this is it. This are, these are the final predictions. See, this is a harder category to, be, to, to meme, but uh, I'm going to say drama. It's going to be the trial of the Chicago 7. That one's going to win. Really? Yeah, I, well, honestly, this, so the Golden Globes are voted on by 90 members of the Hollywood Foreign Press. I think that I don't have a hugely high opinion of them, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say that like the kind of people that I always assume vote in awards shows, which doesn't necessarily mean anything because I'm probably wrong, I always associate with like liking movies that are very far up their own ass. So... <laughs> To me, this is a toss-up between The Trial of the Chicago 7 and Mank. Or, and here's a Dark Horse candidate, they go for the actually good movie, which is Nomadland. And Promising Young Woman gets completely left in, left in the dust. I'm cynical, yeah, that but that's, that that's be, my uh, thoughts. Unfortunate for you, sorry. I'm going to go Trial of the Chicago 7 is going to win a drama. Actor is going to go to Gary Oldman, baby. <laughs> and... Uh, see that. Best performance in, by an actress. That's going to go to Francis. Francis. Francis takes it. Cool. Um, in general, uh, I think. Do you have any general thoughts on this? The, d- is there anything you wanted to say um, dedicated of any of the other categories? Uh, I will say I am honestly okay. I shouldn't be surprised, but I really don't think Mank Mank should be there. I think it's. Like I, I, I talked about this before. I think it's like a, a bad film. I'm not gonna lie, uh, and also the fact that David Fincher has been uh, nominated for best director, a little, a uh, little iffy for me. Also, Aaron Sorkin's a little iffy for me, just because like I don't really think his directing had anything to do with the movie being good in any way, really. Um, I would describe uh, if I can just tack on there i would describe mank and the trial of the chicago seven as respectively like the most uninspired directing of both of those directors yeah so these kind of feel like in not insider nominations i don't want to put it that way but these are these are already highly acclaimed uh movie directors that or movie movie uh people because i guess this is aaron sorkin's first directed feature right or is, is it, it? A second? i thought it was his second 
might be a second. Okay, well, either way, they're pretty highly acclaimed movie makers, um, and that's why they are nominated as, as kind of, it's, it's like a respectful thing. Um, I am, honestly, I'm pretty, like, considering David Fincher is here, I'm, I'm pretty surprised to see Christopher Nolan got basic, he really got nothing. And I think that makes it a pretty rough year for him, considering uh, Tenet, Tenet could have been potentially the biggest movie of his career. Um, but it really uh, didn't do well. You know, it didn't do well in the box office because it came out at a poor time. Christopher Nolan himself got a lot of flack for uh, getting in, I, you know, like releasing it when he did. And then also it, I, it seems like now that uh, Warner Bros. is focusing towards streaming, his relationship with them is probably going to be on edge, if not the fact that he, like, he, he, I could definitely see him ceasing to work with them at, anymore. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I didn't like Tenet, but I am surprised to see it was only nominated for Best Original Score. Um, I, and I would say yeah. with director, too, Tenet wasn't wholly bad from a directing standpoint. Like, it's not by any means Christopher Nolan's best directed movie. And, like, in general, I don't think it would belong in a best director category. But it does more so than Mank or The, or the Trial of the Chicago 7. For sure, yeah. I, I, like, I, I think the directing was actually really good. It's just the screenplay, that was, that was a complete mess. The to, reason I say it's... Like the reason I say it's not the the re what holds Tenet back for me from a directing standpoint is that the director is also in charge of a lot of you know sound choices and how to adapt the screenplay and stuff like that. The weakest part of Tenet is the screenplay, but like Christopher Nolan didn't take his own bad screenplay and like pump it up either. He, I I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. Like it's, um, I, I definitely think a part of like how you tell what a good director is, is you kind of look at the script and see how much work it did. Hmm. Um, and you know, in well, I guess in Mank's case, it was just kind of, <laughs> he kind of, I think it was screwed in both sides, but yeah, I, I guess, um, I am a little, I, I don't, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for Nolan. Honestly, I think, I, I don't hate him for trying to release Tenet at the time. I don't think, I think he was trying, I think he's genuinely concerned about movie theaters because it seems like it's something very personal to him. Um, and while I don't agree with what he did, I think like, I, I feel bad for all the flack he's gotten in general. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think, I, I don't think it's a snub necessarily, but also like, I think it's, you know, I think some of these directors, uh, might not shouldn't really be here either so it feels you know it's i guess it's kind of bittersweet i guess to not see him here mm -hmm. um but yeah so yeah fincher yeah a little a little off put by that um i guess the best motion picture animated um i can't say much here actually i, I thought i had something to say but uh, soul 100 percent should win that i hope I mean, uh, honestly, I kind of want to see Over the Moon and Wolfwalkers Wolf now, though, just to see like how they compare. To me, the only competition in this category for Soul is Wolfwalkers, and even then, like Soul, Soul's gonna win. Soul probably yeah, I, should win over that. 
Over the Moon is fine. Uh, it's a very good kids movie, but it's not a hell of a lot more, in my opinion. Uh, okay. I have not seen The Croods 2, but I've heard that it's actually quite good. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Actually, that's surprising. That's cool. Um, what else is here? I will say I am very happy. I'm pretty happy Glenn Close got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. And mm-hmm. um, I guess that's it. I, don't, I, I guess in general, you know, obviously this hasn't been a great year, but I don't, I just don't feel anything for any of these movies, honestly. Um, which is, I don't know, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's the kind of year it was, but um, it's, you know, I in some ways I actually think this was the best the Golden Globes could do, uh, considering, but I don't think they really went out of their way to, like, make, make a great nomination category. I will say I, I saw some backlash with Spike Lee getting completely... Uh, basically ghosted by by the Hollywood foreign press. I don't disagree I don't disagree with what they did though honestly. I think I think that movie was a complete mess and I I can't think of any nominations that should have gotten instead. So is it necessarily the worst like like the worst movie at, like worse than all of these movies? I don't know. But I don't feel any like pity for Spike Lee, I guess like I don't I really don't think he deserved any nominations personally. I think with Even he's a great director. With the Five Bloods, I am a little sad that like I don't remember his name. The main actor didn't get a nomination for like actor, but there's only so many acting nominations you can give, and all of these deserve to be there except for Gary Oldman. And even mm. Gary Oldman is like, <laughs> even Gary Oldman is fine there. He's just it's just like there are people I would rather see there than Gary Oldman as Mank, but like. If we're talking about best acting performances of the year, fine. Let's put Gary Oldman there. Like, it's up there because he's a good actor anyway. Okay. That's cool. But yeah, other than that, I I mostly agree. I think, like, the best parts of that movie were a few select performances. And it's a little Mm -hmm. sad to not see them here. But, like, you can only have five nominees per category. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that they're perform even though they were definitely the highlight of the movie i think i just think the movie dragged dragged them down too much and unfortunately but this is true that uh the hollywood foreign press would rather nominate bigger stars um and i don't i don't like a lot of or the main cast was not famous basically and i don't think they saw much uh economical reason to to push for getting them nominated basically so i don't know james corden am i right yeah yeah, but yeah, that, there you go. Like James Corden is definitely probably going to bring in some more some people that are James Corden fans specifically. I don't know who these people are, but they're out there because he keeps getting hired. So okay, so like yeah, I've I've got a I mean I got to sandwich all of my comp all, all my stuff here because like the people I rag on the hardest are also people I end up liking a little bit. Like I don't like James Corden that much. However, of all of the late night shows that just like happen to be on, I very rarely turn away from James Corden because like when he's doing his late night show, you can tell he's having more fun with it than most other late night hosts. Most of his stuff is not funny to me and I don't enjoy it. But like every now and then, like he did one thing a couple of years ago where he was like, he he, like had a magician on that was drinking some wine underwater and like, 
I, I guess that's just old hat for the magician, but James Corden was freaking out and he was like running back and forth around New York trying to get wine for this guy. It was weird, but it was really enjoyable to watch, not because it was interesting in any way, but because you could really tell that James Corden was having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I can, I can agree to that. I, James Corden. <laughs> I, I respect, I, I genuinely do respect James Corden for being able to branch out into the acting world um, and basically actually find a decent amount of success doing it, especially mm -hmm. compared to his uh, counterparts. Um, and I don't think it's fair for me to say, like, I, I personally, I don't like late night in general. So, like, this is just kind of like my genuine biases towards that area of entertainment. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's cool just to see anyone going out of their way to because he doesn't he doesn't have to act honestly. He's no. I'm sure he's perfectly fine with just doing his late night show. But I think it's cool to see him uh, pushing himself to do more. I guess because again, he doesn't he doesn't need to. He's already rich man and he's already famous. So yeah. yeah. Oh, last thing. I guess like I gotta say something about two of these categories just very briefly. Like I'm not even gonna talk about everyone that's in them, but like best supporting actor. I love the fact that Jared Leto got nominated for this. Uh, that's my meme pick for a supporting actor. He's not actually bad in the little things. Straight up, he's the best part of that movie, I think. But, like, the little things is a weird choice to see here anywhere. Um, have you heard of the little things? Why? I literally have not. Yeah, I've never heard of this movie. So it came out as of the time of this recording uh, last Friday. And it is a movie about um, it's a movie about a guy who's like it's it's two cops that are pursuing this case of someone who's uh, killing killing strippers, and like it's not mm. even entirely certain that there is just one person doing it. Like it could be it could be unrelated murders. However, they do all have a lot of similarities. So it's like. Uh, it's Denzel Washington and Rami Malek um, pursuing, like, trying to figure out, trying to solve this case. And Jared Leto is their prime suspect. And Jared Leto's mm -hmm. character is, uh, so this is in the 90s, so he's not a fan of podcasts, but he's basically a dude who listens to a lot of crime podcasts. Like, he is, he's a guy who just, like, he's a crime junkie. And he just, like loves reading about true crime and staying up to date with true crime. And like he, when he becomes the main suspect, he just has fun with it and just messes with the cops the whole time. Like it's, and like the ways that he messes with the cops are just so funny. And then like, you know, that messing with a bunch of cops who are like on edge already and like, just really, really want to kill whoever's doing this. Not a good idea, but his character gets away with it for a long time. And like most of the suspense in this movie comes from trying to figure out is Jared Leto just like, is he just dabbing on them or is he like serious? Did he actually kill these people? <laughs> so there's my, there's my meme pick for, for best supporting actor. Let's get Jared Leto in there. Cool. Yeah, um, it'll be good to see him back in the awards <laughs> ceremonies again. The other, uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about, because I do want to talk about one of the movies in here at length eventually, best foreign language film. First off, I mean, 
we weren't the first people to call it. We were literally talking about a controversy around this uh, during our Minari episode. But mm-hmm. Minari in foreign language movie, a movie about a movie about the American dream set in Arkansas is a foreign language film here, which I guess because of the re- because of the way that this category is named foreign language film, I guess it counts because it's mostly in Korean. But like to me, that is evidence for why this category should not be foreign language film. Because Minari is going to win there. Like, that's my meme pick for foreign language film. And Minari should, <laughs> Minari should like maybe win some awards. It's good enough that I can see it at least being nominated in, in a lot of these categories. But like, by being in foreign language film, it's the immediate front runner. And it's going to take a lot of, like, it's going to take away a lot of the momentum that other movies in here have one of which is legitimately just better than Minari, which is another round from Denmark. I want to eventually do an episode on that movie. It is fantastic. And also it's like one of the best Mads Mikkelsen performances I've seen in a while. Um, an- I love that guy. Another round. If you are unfamiliar, it's about uh, some high school teachers in Denmark that decide to test the hypothesis that, uh, you are better at your job when you maintain a constant blood alcohol content of uh, 5%, I think, or 0.5%. Basically, like, they're like, I'll bet we would be way better at our jobs if we were always drunk. So they just decide to be always <laughs> drunk. And that sounds funny. It is not. It's, it's like, it's not a horror movie, but like, it's watching a really it's like watching a really tragic midlife crisis yeah oh that movie's incredible like that's easily my actual pick for best foreign language film and personally that is my pick for best international film at the oscars where i believe it will get nominated but hard to hard to tell yeah all right cool so anything else you know at some point i would like us to like write down our actual predictions of this, but we'll do it mm. for real closer to the event. And like, yeah, I don't I know also need to see these movies. So I don't know. Like, well, the thing is that the golden globes are on there at the end of February. So I don't know how we're going to, how we're going to get that out to our listeners, but because we're not going to do a dedicated episode just to be like, these are our predictions. I don't yeah, think yeah. we should do that, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how to do, how to how you can play the Oscars with us, play the awards shows with us, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is that's gonna be it for Golden Globes. I believe after this, depending on how eventful or uneventful the Oscars are, I'm sure we will talk at least a little bit about the Golden Globes in our Oscars episode. Like just for comparison's sake, maybe talking about what happened, if anything, but like I believe this is the last time we talk in at any length about the Golden Globes for this year. Yeah, probably. I again, I don't. I just, I don't know how much uh, passion I have for uh, some of these movies. So I mean, I, I, I'm like, this is probably the least I'm excited I've ever been for an award show, for sure. That's cool. That that's interesting because this is actually the most excited I've been in a while because of how hilarious this is to me. <laughs> Okay. That's Pick cool. a number between one and five, Pierre. Uh, four. 
So uh, we're gonna we're gonna play you out with the movie. Uh, with the song Speak Now from One Night in Miami, a movie that Pierre and I both have not seen, but we will see it, and we might even do an episode on it. Who knows? Here's Speak Now by Sam Ashworth and Leslie Odom Jr. Perfect. Listen, listen. While the storm in your heart is raging Listen, listen, listen Listen, listen To the echoes of martyrs praying Listen, listen, listen Listen Brothers and sisters Listen, listen I swear we'll never find a way to where we're going All alone, don't take your eyes off the road Can you hear the bells ring out? Speak now, speak now 